buddy. Paul, hey, Paul, how you doing? Yeah, good. Uh, does anybody have a topic they want to sh talk about today? If you want to raise your hand in the um, in the participants column, you can. If there's a topic you want to talk about concerning recovery, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, anyone at all? Any topic you want to talk about? Any steps that you're doing at the moment that you might be stuck on or that you're revisiting? I would love to ask the question. I don't, I forget how to raise my hand. I figured that out in a minute. Could I, and I'm not sure it's 12 step related, but I'm certainly in the 12 step program. Well, let's ask it and see what Paul thinks. And okay. Paul, well, I was curious. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm doing a 90 and 90, which in the 12 step program, we're, we're familiar with that concept, obviously. And it's, but it's, it's, it's 90, 90 headermans in 90 days. So the days that I don't see you, I mean, it's your, your website, your, your website is, is, is fantastic by the way. And I'm really grateful to all of you, any, anybody who assisted in putting that together. It's just, a, it's a game, it's a game changer for low tech people like me. And I've been able to share it with others, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, um, I'm curious, Paul, how I see, I don't see, but you have a, you come from a place of a, of a, of a very clear awareness. How do you see others? When you look at other action figures, how do they appear to you? Like if I'm, I'm talking to somebody, it's almost like my ego is talking to their ego and I'm, I want them to think something about me or I want to get something across to them or I see them from, from selfing to selfing. How do you see us or how do you see others? I'm just curious what your, your view is. Sorry, it's a, bit, it's a bit out there, but I'm just curious how you look at that. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't have any rote way of seeing people. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's not entirely, uh, that's not really a 12 no, it, question. It, it, it's it's not. I should, you I get, could think of for a non uh You get a sense of, of the, of the overriding context of this event. Yeah, I would say that's sort of like what AA would imply as a spiritual awakening. So you come out of the, the little uh, encased cocoon of selfing and you get a sense of largeness, yeah? And so when a people appear with a bigger, and the backdrop is bigger than the person, then uh, you see the people differently, yeah? So, yeah, but I don't know, I don't, uh, you know. See, what was normal was try, I tried to get out of what was normal for a long time, and now I've realized I'm not that that's trying to get out of the normal. And uh, it allows me to be quite normal, <laughs> so to speak. You know, I don't know. Okay. But, uh, and the 9090 of Paul Hedeman, make sure you have uh, Paul Hedeman little idea isn't replacing recovery or the 12 steps. It's attempting to uh, bring a new... Uh, understanding of it, not from the steps 
or the program, but from the exact nature of the wrong. So if you can see the disease, if you want to call it that, or alcoholism, or the underlying condition of obsession with self, as an activity that's not yours, it's an activity uh, that's just not yours. By seeing it as foreign or as something else, there's a freedom that's not available if you keep being identified as it. There is, because it's a freedom from the bondage of self, and the bondage of self is an activity. Yeah, there is no bondage of self. There's no self to be bonded to. It's a bondage of self. So when we're completely, uh, let's say, adhered to the mental system of self-centeredness, we seem to have forgotten our original condition, which is prior to all the mental narration and the assumptions. We haven't forgotten it, but we seem to, to have forgotten it. It's appearing to us that we have forgotten it. And what we want to dispel is this appearance or how that appearance gets reinforced and, and galvanized as a seeming forgetting, forgetting of what we are by being in the act of being identified as what we're not. That's really the whole point of these talks. It's not trying to change the program. It's attempting to uh, bring a new view to the program. Because a lot of people, without knowing it, are in the act of being identified as self. They're taking themselves to be the thinker, the feeler, the doer, the haver, the seer, the taster, the toucher. And all of these qualities of being the one are manufactured. It's not true. And there's a lot of relief from it when you see it's not true. And that this is what I wanted to see. This came, this fact was before the program. I wasn't that which I was taking myself to be. I went into recovery. I started to get relief from the bondage of self. But basically, there was still the claiming of the relief to imply there was a self. So it was a better form of self trying to get out of self than drug addiction, let's say, or drinking. It was a better form of that, but basically there's no escape from that imaginary condition. So after a few years of being in sobriety, I could see there was certain manufactured limiting, limiting uh, ideas that constantly were cropping the larger picture yeah i could just feel it yeah and uh, then it became obvious and i don't know how it happened but i know it happened <laughs> it became obvious that there was an underlying condition before the addiction and before the alcoholism which was a mental addiction to its own making, this idea of being Paul. Now, it wasn't me. I'm more like the audience. So there was, there, there was <laughs> a mental state obsessed with this idea of being a self. And then this, that self would want to get out of the mental state. 
and it would it was apt to do try to do anything to escape that which it thought it was in but the fact it was was it wasn't in it and the escapes from it were reinforcing the in this was the dilemma and i it, it explained it to me in a flash that i and i really felt in my own way i got the statement self can't get out of self i just saw it so perfectly clear and from that point on as soon as i saw self as something other than me the possibility of being free from it uh became available yeah not sought after not attempted to be achieved but a ready availability because i'm not that you see so i was trying to be free as that from that it never works so this idea just sort of straightened out the underlying uh, causes and conditions that the program was trying to work and change so that i could live daily uh, without the influence of alcoholism or obsession with self yeah, like to the point where the problem doesn't exist for you. Well, I found that becomes a stabilized condition if you see that the problem doesn't exist as you. In other words, you see the problem is not of you. Yeah, you are not the problem. This is the beautiful thing. Now, in the process of recovery, we need to we need to take responsibility and look as if we are the problem but it doesn't stabilize there it moves to another wave of recovery which is and i'm not that yeah you first finally take responsibility for your role in things you try and finally take responsibility for being an asshole or selfish or this and that you let all of those things you've been trying to avoid and delay from landing land and then it leads to another point where you see you're not that. So then that taking responsibility turns into I'm accountable for what that did through me, but I did not do that. And this is where the real relief comes to me in my experience of recovery. And I don't feel like we have a systemic, formalized description of the next wave of recovery. I feel like we get to the point of, all right, I see my role in things. And then we keep looking at everything from that. Oh, my role in thing, my role in thing, my role in thing. When does it lead to realizing it's not your role? There's a foreign pathogen. There's something that's living with you as you. And it's, a, it's of a mental condition. It's not of a spiritual condition. I would say we are of spirit, but what is living through us is of mental. Yeah? And so we're in a weird, you know, humble, you know, unorganized way. We're attempting to just point, yet there's further recovery progresses past the point of being totally responsible for every freaking thing you now see what was doing through you what you never would have done by yourself you see it 
Just like you call the higher power doing shit for you what you could never do for yourself, you see something was doing through you what you never would have done yourself. You see it, yeah? And you start recognizing the pattern of the defeat that self lays on us by being identified as it. You see it, yeah? And I bet you a lot of squares, I hope, have started to see it here. And they've gotten relief that it is not of the same kind of relief as which was before. It's a different kind of relief that doesn't demand vigilance. It doesn't demand more work. It doesn't demand a lot at all. Yeah? Because it's of your own nature. The relief that some of us are experiencing isn't done through effort and thought. It's of our own nature. It's of spirit. So we're being relieved of the mental condition by our recognition that we're not a mental condition. So you could say we're getting relieved from the mental from as the spiritual, yeah, or as the spirit. It's a different kind of relief than the one I got relief in the beginning, yeah? My relief was basically based on what wasn't happening anymore, like getting arrested, fucking beat up by the cops, overdosing, being dumped somewhere, having no money and all this. I started getting relief from all of those circumstances. This is a different kind of relief, yeah? It's a relief inherent of our own nature, which means it's always available at all times, right where we are, with no requirement necessary to meet it or to do it or to get it. Or, and then to be vigilant about losing it. It's not like that. This relief is of our own nature. In other words, in a way, we're giving our, own, our relief to ourselves, finally, finally. Yeah. So, and I don't know how I see people. I don't know. I don't even, you know, that all those going over everything that seems so important at one point, I have no interest in. Yeah, that's an effect of relief. I'm not watching myself. Like, a, I don't feel like I'm a security god, and then like a, you know, a, like a sociopath. So these two roles are happening at the same time. I feel I've been relieved of that little dynamic, yeah? So I don't know how I feel most of the time. I don't care really, unless it's terrible. And uh, just awake to being awake, finally. <laughs> you know, finally, having that as the basis of my day, that can't be disturbed by whatever happens. Whatever happens judge, it doesn't change the fact of my nature. It can't, yeah? It has a, the ability to affect my mental conditions, my emotional conditions, my physical conditions, my external circumstances, but it can't affect me. That's the great reliability of this message, yeah? I am that which, that which I was looking for. I am, I am right where the reliability is, yeah? That's awesome, yeah? So, yeah. Thanks very much. Cheers, Paul.
Um, so yeah, any more hands there? Um, if you've got a question, uh, can you raise your hand there or else um, I'm going to have to ask a question. Oh no, Beatrice, there you go. Mike, do you want to unmute Beatrice? Hey, David, let me say one more thing, all right? Go for it, man. We're, every time we're sharing, we're not changing the steps or anything. We're looking through the lens of the steps in a different way. That's all. We're trying to see that what we're being relieved from is not of us. Yeah? That's the beauty of it. If it is of us, then we're going to live in a fear that it's going to overwhelm us. Yeah? If it's not of us, you'll really have a strong experience the problem doesn't exist for you day by day. And having a huge history of it being, it being completely existing as you for all those years, it's a fucking damn good solution. Yeah? It gives you all the opportunity to come to things like this and to sit in little rooms and speak about stuff that you used to live under the tyranny of. Yeah. This is the relief that we have already is unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable what we have all been relieved of. Yeah. Remember when you were out there, my relief was based on if I could get drugs. And getting drugs was based on if the person who had the drugs was available, and also if I had any money. If I didn't have any money, I'd have to try to convince someone else who had money, yeah, to help, help me buy the drugs. And maybe the guy that I buy the drugs from doesn't answer his phone doesn't work up. My whole condition was incredibly precarious all fucking day. It was dependent on so many other circumstances. I was a wreck. Yeah. Because one little bit of one chain could be loose and I wouldn't get what I wanted. Day after fucking day after fucking day. And when I got what I wanted, I couldn't enjoy it because it demanded more. So I was just enslaved every day. I woke up in a mental fucking condition that demanded me to do shit against a lot of odds and obstacles. Yeah, it's hard to get 50 bucks worth of coke every day when you don't have any money. It's difficult. Yeah, you spent, you bullshitted so many people, they're not going to give you any more money. You've hit your family, you did this, you did that, you fucking, you just, so now you're going to a bar hoping you can convince some unsuspecting person, oh, let's further the party. Do you have any money? <laughs> Shit like that. It's, what a fucking insane way to go every day. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I used to love the ocean when I was young. I never even went to the ocean for years, for fucking years. Yeah, I never even looked outside a window. There'd be blankets or curtains drawn all fucking day. I didn't know what time it was. 
All I knew is there's something I had to get, and most of the time I didn't have it. Yeah? Look at what we've been relieved of. It's unbelievable. Why can't we follow that to the root? Why can't we follow? It's, you know, people, they have these God moments. They have these God moments they never forget. It's, it, it's part of their rest of their life. We have thousands of moments about the previous God, you know? Self, you want to call it. We have thousands of moments of the exquisite, incomprehensible, demoralized states it would bring us to. We, how can't we recognize it's not us? I can't believe it, really. Yeah. It's talking to us just like when it talked to us when we were out there, but now it's talking to us about our program. <laughs> it's insane. It's just incredible to me. So this solution is based on the activity of the problem. We're not changing steps, nor did anyone say that, but I'm just saying it. We're not changing anything. The program is beautiful. It's a perfect, it's a beautiful program. You can see it in a lot of different ways. Yeah. It's really worked from seeing the root of the problem is a mental activity called selfing. And I'm not of that. That has improved the program greatly for me. And all that I'm doing hopefully here is sharing that. That's basically what we're trying to get over. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Sorry. Mike, awesome. Yes, uh, Beatrice, you have your hand raised. I'm going to ask to yeah. unmute you. Yeah. And Thank just, you. just before Beatrice comes in, just wanted to reiterate uh, to everyone who's watching on Facebook or watching here um, that this is not an AA meeting. It's, uh, not, um, it's not an all-share meeting. It's being recorded, and everyone in this meeting is aware, well aware that it's being recorded and that it is on Facebook. So uh, thank you very much for your comments, but just to reiterate that point. So thanks, Mike. Sorry about that, mate. Beatrice. Go to it, Beatrice. Go, Beatrice. Hi, everybody. Beatrice, recovered alcoholic and drug addict. Sorry, had a little problem. Mutant. So, Paul, you were talking earlier about a spiritual awakening, which I always love. And, and I always think about that part of the book when it talks about um, tapping that inner resource. But more importantly, a lot of us come into AA as an agnostic. You know, and I wonder if you would you just talk a little bit about that a uh, moment ago. But I love the part of we agnostics that it says we finally saw the faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as a feeling we had for a friend. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was much of a uh, uh, he was much of a fact as we were. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it was only there that he was found. It is so with us. So I, I find that interesting that as, as, as we come in here agnostically, um, we kind of have to tap that inner resource that's already there. And, and I think that that's the spiritual aspect, as you say, you know, it's already what's there that we just have to kind of um, let that out. And um, just wonder if you would just talk on that. Well, the thing, the way I see it, let's say perhaps there is a better way. Yeah, so trusting something infinite rather than finite self. Now, to me, 
it's more important to see the trust in finite self and tell the truth about that and then there'll be a movement to trusting something infinite if you don't see the incredible faith in finite self you may be attempting to trust the infinite from that finite self which is just more of faith in the finite self so i don't care about the description of of what we are in god i want to hear descriptions of what we're not so that if you are that which you are you don't need a description yeah you're just seemingly forgetting that because you're identified as something else so let's let's describe that something else so that so that which is identified as it can see it and go hey i'm not that and now that's trusting the infinite yeah yes the finite self don't waste time trying to trust the infinite from the finite self it's just going to be more trust in the finite self <laughs> you know what i mean when the finite surrenders it's just a transsexual deal it's not surrendering it's not surrendering self that's for sure which is what we can do we can surrender self we can abandon ourselves to god because ourselves aren't of us yeah <laughs> that's the beauty so my whole take is more to see what we're not describe the faith that we have in the finite self and how do you describe that as a daily event the faith in the thoughts and in the narration yeah we have an extreme faith that the basis assumption of the narration is true that we are that which is being narrated yeah and we're not the action figure is not us yeah we're seeing the action we are the scene yeah we are spirit yes we are not an action figure that needs to get spiritual i don't see it that way i don't so there's a loss of interest in that which needs to have a spiritual awakening that's part of the spiritual awakening <laughs> that's part of it you lose interest in that which needs a spiritual awakening because you see it's not you awakening to spirit is recognizing the identification as something else that's what that's the awakening to spirit <laughs> you see you are that which you wanted to wake up to <laughs> <laughs> it's more a waking up from self yeah there's a waking up from self and that's that's called the spiritual awakening but the spiritual awakening is at all times available because spiritual our spirit is always awakening that's its nature yeah so the spiritual awakening isn't a conclusion it's a constant event yeah we just wake up to what we're not and that's the spiritual awakening yeah my feeling so i just feel like too many people they're 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 doing the third step has been claimed by self and now the third step isn't a surrender it's a transaction they're doing the third step but there's, they're waiting to see if it works or not the way they think it should work, like getting parking spaces at meetings or getting a new girlfriend or lots of money. And then it will continue the transaction. 
But if something comes more important to it, it's not going to surrender that topic over to God because it's the God, yeah? I mean, it's obvious. The third step, in some, some ways, is could be a, that could be it. It's a surrendered. You realize the facts of your seeming life. You're powerless over certain shit, yeah? And your managing has made life unmanageable. That's the truth. You admit that, and you can be convinced of that, and that convinced can last for the rest of your life. You're just fucking clear. You're not managerial quality. Or actually, what you're not is not managerial quality. Yeah? You are. So, that's done. You move on. I'm surrendered. You don't say anything. It's just the way you're living. You're surrendered to those facts. Yeah? That's all. The third, the self can't surrender. You got to realize it. It doesn't accept, it tolerates. It doesn't surrender, it makes deals. Yeah? It only surrenders situationally, like to the police or to other things. But there's no surrender in it. Yeah? First of all, it doesn't know what surrender is. It doesn't. has no idea. Yeah? When you had the experience of surrender, it wasn't there. That was part of the experience. It showed up and claimed to be the one, but it wasn't there. When I got struck sober, it was nowhere to be found, the self. <laughs> no. Something happened. It showed up later, but it wasn't at the event. No way. No freaking way. So you can live a life, you know, awake to these facts, or you can live a life seemingly asleep to those facts. It doesn't change the facts. If you're a real addict and alcoholic and you don't think so, you're a real addict and alcoholic. It doesn't, your thinking's not going to change it. <laughs> you know, you can think you're a non-self as a self and that therefore you're not an addict alcoholic but you're quacking like an addict you're walking like an addict you smell like an addict you're a fucking addict seemingly yeah <laughs> so you know <laughs> get that clear let's move on please yeah you know what i mean <laughs> i mean how many times do you need to be fucked to realize you're fucked? You know what I mean? Or is it having, it has to be an exotic, it has to happen in some other country, you know what I mean? You're fucked, basically. So just admit it and let's move on. Yeah. And then see what you're not and you'll find out what you are. And I'm telling you, what you're going to find out is not what you're... You're not going to find out you're of what you're not. You're not. You're going to find out you're of a different nature than what you're not is. Yeah? What you're not is a mental manufacturing. How can you not see it? You didn't have it when you were a baby. The brain had to develop to produce this sense of self. And ever since then, it's just been reinforced and remanufactured, and it just keeps being narrated about, yes, and on and on. And, you know, for some of us, 
it's incredibly dissatisfying, irritable and restless and discontent. Yeah? We can't bear it, so we try to get relief as it. Yeah? We don't know we're trying to get out of self as self, but hopefully we know that now. Yeah? So we can give up those old methods of escape because they don't fucking work. Yeah? Maybe the escape is before the bondage. Maybe you're inherently escaped from self. Maybe because you're not that. I don't know. It's worked with me, so. I don't see how it could with you because it's not of individual it's of it's of mentalness it's all the same we all think we're so different but basically just look at alcoholism as in in a social way how many people while they're driving to the institution the jails and the death thinking they're so unique they took all the turns that got them where everyone else goes. <laughs> Almost all the alcoholics end up at the same, same fucking place. <laughs> yeah, but I took a different way that makes me unique. No, you're like a cow that goes to the same trough. Yeah, because you're, there's one thing that's driving the cows and it ain't the cows. <laughs> the parasite is running us all, bringing us to the same place it likes to end up. Yeah, and we still, we still don't see it. We don't. It's, um, it's mind-boggling. The greatest blinding effect in this place is the act of being identified as self. It's mind-boggling how it can cover what's so freaking obvious every day. It's incredible. You go to meetings for months. You walk in there, terminally unique unbelievable you think no one feels like you no one does what you did no one thinks like you and then all you hear are people sharing how you think they said the same way they feel the same they think the same they do the same shit and you don't even it doesn't bring you to the obvious conclusion how can these be my thoughts if everyone's having them yeah how how can these unique feelings be mine if you have them and she has them and they have them. Yeah? The disease is an extreme sense of personalness. That's part of its, that's part of its nature. Yeah? It makes you feel so unique. You're not open to any kind of help. It isolates you. Amidst, amongst common sufferers, you're still fucking isolated. Yeah, because of this made-up uniqueness. We're all run-of-the-mill alcoholics and addicts. Yeah, we're a dime a dozen. That's the great possibility. If you finally see it is not you, you can be free from it. If you keep looking from it, you're going to try to be free as it. There you go. Those are the two horses you can ride, basically.
I'm just pointing out one. You'll immediately find yourself on the other. You don't have to get on the other. All you got to see is what you're on now. And if you see it's not you, you'll find yourself riding away on the other. Yeah. You know what, seriously, you know, like we, like we say around here, you can drop an alcoholic into heaven, it would be hell in a day, yeah? Really, it's our, we can interpret anything. We can override anything by an interpretation. So basically, we could be, quote unquote, in heaven right now, but we're all making it hell. That's unbelievable, Yeah. We're out to lunch, really. We're living an interpretation. We are. It's a very dry, you end up being alone and right, you know. You'll be so right and yet so alone. Man, it's a, <laughs> it's a bad destination. <laughs> really. <laughs> I've seen hundreds of us, thousands of us. I've seen them, thousands of us, thousands of me. You know, you don't even have to see the movie anymore. You can just read the script. You can know exactly where it's going. Yeah, they don't think so, but you know so. <laughs> uh, well... Thanks, everyone. Whoever asked the question, Beatrice, whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Paul. Next question we have from David. David, you have a question? Thanks very much, Mike. Thanks for taking the meeting, by the way. Thanks for taking the, the Q&A anyway. Thanks very much, Paul. Um, I was, uh, I'm doing some step work with a friend who's actually in this meeting at the moment, and um, he, he relayed a, a question. Uh, he relayed something to me that when... Um, Apparently, Jung and uh, Bill W. used to write letters to each other, which I wasn't aware of. And um, that one of the great replies, I don't know if you know about it, but Jung said that each alcoholic has a thirst or a spiritual thirst and that some of, most, some of us are aware of it and some of us aren't. And um, I'm just wondering whether that's something that you think. I, I mean, I certainly was a seeker. I've been a seeker probably all my life, um, but the booze got in the way. And I'm just wondering whether that's something that's, that, you, that resonates with you. Um, and also just, I've heard you use the word um, uh, dog shit awareness, which I think is really interesting. It's a really interesting idea. Um, and is that to do with the, you know, the perceived thing about enlightenment or whatever that is, is, it, is that it's actually, it's just becoming aware of being aware through the, through the steps. For me, it was very much about, you know, finding some sort of awareness through the steps. So um, if there's a question in there, uh, good luck with that. But uh, I just, I'm just intrigued to get your take on it, if that's okay. What was that again? <laughs> funny man. You're funny man. You all having a spiritual thirst. And I know that you were a seeker. You were a seeker before you you were struck sober. And I've just and that's always resonated with me because I was a seeker for a long time. I well, more or less. I'm just wondering how that whether you relate to that. Yes, I think, well, a lot of people would say alcoholism is like a low-grade spiritual 
seeking, yeah. But see, the thing is, is the seeking is misdirected, yeah? Mm -hmm. If you come to certain conclusions, certain statements of St. Francis of Assisi, who's in the, you know, talks about his prayer in the book, which is, they say it in a few ways, the way I have understood it is, what's looking is what you're looking for. So basically, he's implying you are spirit. So we're going along a roundabout way to arrive at where we already are. Yeah, we are that which we're looking for. So, but it seems like this, a lot of the stories in this, let's say life, that's what the story is, is you're going on a long trajectory to arrive at and where it always brings you back is right where you've always been. <laughs> because we were taking ourselves without knowing it to be a mental condition. And therefore, we came up with conceptual ideas that there must be other conditions, and one of them is a spiritual condition. And I would like to arrive at a spiritual condition through the vehicle of a mental condition. That doesn't work. So spiritual seeking, one of its great traits is that it will fail you, so you'll be left with your own devices and see that they're not yours. And then there may be a recognition, I'm not what I was taking myself to be. I am that which I have been looking for. Yeah? So the arrival may take a long time, but you're not even arriving, you never left. And yet the arrival to that idea may take a long time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so the spiritual seeking in a way See, I feel spiritual work in recovery is maintenance. It's maintaining a certain mental and emotional condition. Yeah? And we call it a spiritual condition. And basically, you feel better when the mental condition gets diminished. Yeah? So in other words, there's not so much attention and interest in the mental condition. It comes out of that, like you lose interest in self and gain interest in others. That process, to me, is great spiritual process, yeah? But I believe spirituality is misnamed in a way because we are spirit already, yeah? And yet from the mental state, we conceptualize spirit as spirituality, and we try to arrive at where we already are through the, through the vehicle of a mental idea. I don't think that works, no. But as a maintenance, mental maintenance for, and emotional maintenance for the action figure, spirituality is great. Meditating, doing shit like that's awesome. Yeah. But it's not, it's not leading you to where you already are. You are spirit. Yeah. If you believe you're becoming aware of awareness, has that awareness never not been here? If you become aware of awareness, was the awareness missing? Was it out to lunch and then it returned and then you became aware of it? No, the awareness has always been there. That's the spirit, yeah, if you want to call it that, yeah? yeah. You're not, you as what you're not, 
you in this dreaming becomes aware of what's always been aware of. Yeah? Yeah, so... Yeah, I have a whole different take on... I don't believe there's a spiritual malady, first of all. I think it's a mental malady. (laughs) Really. Yeah. The spiritual... It could be seen as a spiritual malady because spirit is not getting any attention. The mental state's getting all the attention. Yeah? So if you looked at it from the mental state, it seems like the spirit is weak and it's ill, but it's because there's, not a t- you're not, there's no attention and interest going to it. Yeah? It's all going up the head. Yeah? yeah? But it's not the spirit isn't frail and weak. <laughs> it's just... It's just an appearance that is conjured up by the mental state. Yeah? If the attention and interest went to the spirit, it would be obvious it's always been that way. The spirit hasn't gotten a sick and now is well or shit like that. Yeah? There's no malady in spirit. But it's being, it's being mesmerized by the parasite, as you call it into believing that we are that and that's the exact nature of the wrong that that stops us from actually having that or having that awareness i guess well yeah as jesus supposedly said you can't serve two masters at once so while you're saying you're a spirit from the mental state that's serving the mental state (laughs) yeah yeah i mean the mental state is a is very greedy concerning attention and interest. It's swallowing it all up. It's demanding more and more all fucking day. Yeah, the spirit is just there, always available at all times, right where you are. Yeah. But the thing is now, just see it. The attention is on the mental state. So all your journeys start from that port. And it's an imaginary port, yeah? You're, leave, you're trying to get to L.A. while you're in L.A. <laughs> Your head keeps telling you you're in Omaha. So you're thinking the spiritual journey is to arrive at L.A. I'm telling you you're already in L.A. Yeah, you just believe you're in Omaha. Check it out. Does Omaha have a lot of palm trees? No. You're fucking in L.A. This is the simple being awake to awakeness, yeah? It's like, how difficult, if you're in L.A., is it to be awake to being in L.A.? It's not difficult at all. It's when you think you're in Omaha, all the while in L.A., you're going to be looking at maps, how to get to L.A. the quickest way, you know, fucking... (laughs) It's insanity, yeah? And all these, and then when we're here at this thing... Each square, most of the time, is stuck in Omaha, yeah, while we're talking about L.A. But they're not in Omaha. So what is it more, do you want to hear any more, do you need to hear anything more about L.A.? No, you need to hear about Omaha so that you can recognize you're not in Omaha. And because you're in L.A., you'll find out immediately you're in L.A., yeah? That's the spiritual awakening. The spiritual awakening is I've been, I've 
I am spirit. It's not like, oh, I'm having a spiritual, I am spirit. That's the awakening, yeah? Or I'm in LA. That's the awakening. Not, oh, I'm from Omaha, and now I've arrived in LA, but I'm so afraid I'll go back to Omaha. This is the mental idea, yeah? I got to be vigilant about being in LA. No, you're in LA, yeah? <laughs> Omaha is, is very far away, very uninfluential. Don't fucking worry about Omaha. You were never in it. You're never going back to it, yeah? You're in LA. Your nature is of spirit. It's not of body, brain, and emotion. You, you appear body, brain, and emotion for 80 or 90 years. Yeah, the spirit isn't of time. You've been what you are. You'll be what you are. You never were not what you are. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, this is... The vigilance is concerning the mental and the emotional conditions. Yeah, you have, you have behavioral patterns that lead to you being fucked up. They need to be altered and changed. Yes, this is the program. The program changes the action figure so that spirit can become more obvious. Yeah. Yes. And it's a way of life because we need a way of life because the action figure, like an old Ford, is ten it has a tendency to veer right. Yeah. So that, that t tendency in the steering needs to be corrected. You need new habits. You need new principles. Yeah, and this is what the program provides. It allows you, because the source of sobriety isn't of the brain and the body, but the enjoyment of it is going to be affected by the brain and the body's condition. So the, act, so the AA program works on us as an action figure so that our nature can become more obvious day in and day out. Yeah? Yep. It's not building a spiritual condition. It's, it's con maintaining and allowing mental, physical, and behavioral conditions to change. So they're more aligned with what we are instead of aligned with what we're not. Yes? But they don't lead to what we are. They're ways of what we are expressing. But they're not a path to what we are. There's no path to what we are. We are it. You're not meditating to calm the spirit. You're made it meditating to calm the head. Yes? These are applications to change or to simmer down or to chill out the emotional, mental, physical states. Yeah. Can I just do a follow-up question? Or, let me just say, or... If there's complete faith in the finite self, you truly believe that you're a physical, mental, emotional state. Yeah? And that you, as that, which is complete faith in the finite self, are going to now move through all these practices to trusting the infinite. All the while having complete faith in the finite self the whole way. 
Why do you, why do you think he said you got to quit playing God? Why? If there wasn't a playing God, why would they say that in the big book and put it as a paramount position? First, you got to quit playing God. Why? If there was no playing God going on, why would they say that? Do you know, do you sense all day what's playing God in you? The head, yes? When you wake up in the morning, it starts telling you how that day's going to be. Have you even gotten up yet? No. It's forecasting how the day's going to be. It immediately tells you how you were yesterday, how you're going to be, how you're going to be tomorrow, how they were, how they are, how they're going to be. You don't see that as playing God? That's playing God. Yeah? Now, try to quit playing God as that which is playing God. It can't, doesn't work because that would be playing God. Yes? You can't use the finite to get out of the finite. That would be great faith in the finite. Yeah? You see the thought system playing God, and you see it's not you. That's quitting playing God. The playing God doesn't quit. You quit playing God. Yeah? The playing God continues. But you're the God that gets taken out of the playing God. Now you can see the fucking head. Yeah? You can see it in the beginning of sobriety. Thoughts that used to compel an action stop compelling an action. You go to a meeting. You call someone up. You don't go to the fucking liquor store. You don't call up your ex-girlfriend. Yeah? Things are starting to change. Yes? The playing God is being severely limited by the way of life of AA. It can only play God in your head after a while. It's not causing great disruptions. You're not fucking up all day out there. Yeah? But it's still playing God. And you're getting pummeled because you're believing you're it. Yeah? You're not that. That's self. That self is finite. You are of infinite. Would infinite ever need to fight finite? No. It doesn't need to fight it. It outlasts it. It overwhelms it by its presence. Yes? If anyone here has a problem, look at the 12 steps. They're a linear process. Yes? Very time-based. So... Next would not be as more important than first. Right around page 63, when they're going to the biggest principle of recovery, which is turning your will life over to care of a higher power, reliance on something other than self, perhaps that's the better way. It's preceded by first, you've got to quit playing God. It doesn't work. So in the words, seeing, seeing the trust in the finite is more important then the trust in the infinite. Yeah? You have to see what you're not to find out what you are. This is just my view. Take it or leave it. Try it. See if it works. Maybe it'll give you more meat for the fucking, you know, buck. Yeah? Maybe there'll be more meat on the bone.
I just have Look quick, quick. It's right in the book. First, quit playing God. Next. So next is secondary to first, obviously. Yeah? Why? Why couldn't they say, oh, describe the third step and then throw in afterwards, quit playing God? Because there was probably a very healthy fear that there would be a playing God concerning the third step. Yeah? And so something else would claim to be the one that was turning its will and life over to the care of God, and that was self. Yes? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Paul, we have two more questions. Are you still good? Yes. Okay. Our next question comes from G. G. I'm not good now. It changed in the second. Oh, dang. Okay. Well, good again. We got you. I got to wait. I'm not good now. <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. It's telling me I'm good. No, hey, it's good after I get off the Zoom. I got to go now. That's playing God. <laughs> Definitely playing God. Yes, there you go. How are you going to quit something you don't even know is going on? Quitting something needs to be specific. You can't just say, I'm quitting something. Yeah? Recognize it. Go today, for some people here, see what, for your own experience, what would you put under the, top, the category of playing God? Yeah? What? Just see it and see where the problem resides, and it's probably right where there's the playing God, which is in the mind, yeah? The problem resides in the mind, me, the mental, and that's where you'll see the playing God. Wow, so the problem is playing God. Yes, yeah? <laughs> Who's it playing God on? Us. <laughs> How does it defeat us, exactly? <laughs> to diagnose this is an illustration. Read the x-ray, yeah? See it. See if it fits. If you keep saying, oh, this is the x-ray of Mary, Jim, or Sue, you won't be open to the suggestions, recognizing it's, it's a diagnosis of you, yeah? The you that you're not. I don't know, it's just, uh, yeah. does it say we have to get to the exact nature of the wrongs, the causes and conditions? Well, let's, let's do it. Thank you, I think we better uh, better move on. I think we've got a couple more questions, Mike, haven't we? So I'll leave it to Mike, over to you, mate. Thank you. Yeah, our next question is with G. G, would you like to ask a yeah. question? Thanks, Mike, thanks, Dave, good to see you all. And hey, good to see you, Paul. It's been a few weeks. I've been working, been busy, and, uh, you know, I've missed this meeting and listening to you. But you're all over my YouTube page. I've got all your old videos on there. The long hair and beard, that's the look. Looks great. Paul? <laughs> wonderful to see you today. Wonderful to see you today. I tried a lot and that, of looks. Yeah, I thought, I thought you always looked like this. I thought you were like a surfer dude, but then I see your old videos, and I'm like, okay, yeah. There's some good videos on YouTube, and um, I'm not going to go into that. I've only got a bit of time, but no, I understand that's the diagnosis. And I need a repeat repeat prescription. 
you know and the truth is when i'm not in meetings like this and i'm not listening to human beings like yourself i can forget everything that you've just spoke about i, I go back into self and the truth is i've got myself into quite a few situations in the last few weeks you know i've fallen out with a few people with my girlfriend with a newcomer and i didn't realize but the newcomer actually had a mental a di real diagnosis of a mental uh, issue and i just i didn't know i found out afterwards and i felt pretty bad but it was insane i just like who the hell does she think she is anyway so me and my girlfriend are going for a break but what what what, what i really want to say is you know i don't know have you heard of this man called brother lawrence brother no. lawrence. so so I, I i someone mentioned this guy brother lawrence and i'm just going to read a little bit and it's basically how he kind of lived his life. And, and this is like towards, towards the end. So he admitted that the path to this perfect union was not easy. He spent years disciplining his heart and mind to yield to God's presence. As often as I could, I placed myself as a worshipper before him, fixing my mind upon his holy presence, recalling it when I found it wandering from him. This proved to be an, an exercise frequently painful yeah, I persisted through all difficulties. I find it difficult too, Paul. This is the truth. This is why I'm saying this. Only when he reconciled himself to the thought that this struggle and longing was his destiny, did he find a new peace. His soul had come to its home, own home and place of rest. There he spent the rest of his 80 years dying in relative obscurity and pain. Like this man had to force himself. Like he, like when you speak about the self running the show, you know, I, I for me, I, I always find it so easy to go back into that that autopilot, my autopilot, to be selfish, self-centered. And, you know, it's just, I find it, it's only when I listen to people like yourself and I come into meetings, like, I know you're saying I, I need the infinite. I need something infinite. But at the same time, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need you, I need people to remind me. Hey, G, let me just jump in for a second. Do you see that in how you're saying things, something's claiming to be the one? So there's selfishness, there's this and that, but there's a, a, a lazy assumption it's you that's being selfish and self-seeking, yes? You said about four sentences, and that's what uh, you were implied to be the one that was doing all of the stuff. Yeah? Yeah. That's the head playing God. Selfishness, all that stuff may have been coming up, but it wasn't you doing it. Yeah. This is the act of being identified as self. This is what happens. It's it's manifesting through us and we're claiming their manifestations as ours. You just, not you, but there was just a great demonstration of that statement right here. If you could just listen. You know, I, I'm back into selfishness, self-centeredness, I, 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 and that I, I assumes to be the whole of G. Yeah, uh, that's where I question it, yeah. There's selfishness, all right. I don't think it's, I don't believe you're the cause of it or the one that's having it. Really, I don't. I think you're at the effect of it, yes. But I don't believe you're in the other two positions. Yeah? So something can get strong in us, and it overrides the weaker G, and yet 
when that thing overrides the weaker G, the weaker G is taken to be the one that was doing all the overriding. Don't you see it? This is the bondage of self, yeah? The bondage of self is the bondage to G. It just seems easier. Be easy on yourself, bro. Take this. Do what we do in AA. If you see this stuff is happening, and you feel like you're you're losing the plot, fucking stop and do the serenity prayer. Stop. You know it's this train. You've understood that train that used to look like it was going hundred miles per hour can be derailed quite easily by a simple prayer by calling another alcoholic, by getting involved in doing something for someone else. You don't need to move mountains, yeah? You'll learn in recovery how to shorten its stay and weaken its influence, yeah? Just do it. But while you're narrating that whole event, watch how the narration is binding the qualities or the manifestations to you. Yeah? Just do fucking assumption and habit. So now suddenly there was selfishness and self-seeking. I'm selfish and self-seeking. No, that's not the conclusion. That's the mental, that's the mental fucking bondage. Yeah? The conclusion there was selfishness and self-seeking. All right, what does that tell me? Maybe I should call someone else and see how they're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like to ruminate over it. It's a recognition of what you're not actively playing itself out in us. You know, catch the fucking virus. And call it not you, please. The freedom from the bondage of self, self is not freedom from selfishness and self-seeking. It's freedom from being the one who's selfish and self-seeking. And when you take the one out of it, you'll see the selfishness and self-seeking will change. I'm going to say this again. This is a not about never having selfishness occur or self-seeking. It's about not being the one who's selfish and self-seeking. Yeah? When you take the one out of the selfish and self-seeking, it's going to weaken the constant re repeating of selfishness and self-seeking. Because the one is really the engine. The identification as selfish yeah, is the engine. If you're waiting, like these people that tell us innocently, you got to stop judging. Give me a fucking break. The whole mental apparatus is based on judging. That's like, you're never, there's not, there's going to be judging. Maybe if you see you're not the judger, you'll be able to travel lighter through it. Yeah, this isn't like fantasy land where there'll be never a thought again or shit like that. This is about traveling lighter. Gee, what you are saying is the agitation is getting more pronounced. Do what we do in AA, yeah? It'll subdue the agitation and keep moving on. But while you're watching it all, watch how whatever's happening is being used to imply it's you that did it. Yeah, watch it. 
because you will grow into the freedom from the bondage of self, just like you grew into it. You'll grow out of it by recognizing it. Yeah? Yeah. It's good to see you, G. Don't apply mentalness to a mental agitation, please. Take action, call someone, yeah. Paul, do you have time for one more question? Yeah, sure. All right, James Lebowski. How are you, bud? I got to go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that would be your first reaction. Wait, 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 wait. We've got a question on um, the chat group, I think, because that'll be the last question. I think we've got a, from a guy called John. Lebowski. Let's let James ask. All right. You got her hand up. From, and Senna has her hand up, too. Well, just super quick, Ben. You know, I sometimes I'll just have my head cracked open while I'm listening, and I realize, you know, this. Um, at some point, you know, I started I right started seeking enlightenment. It was a whole nother backpack I put on, like the action figure, you know, put on this backpack. Like, it was a whole new set of bullshit I was carrying, and, you know, all of a sudden you're talking, and it was like, man, just let this be enough just right fucking now let it be enough and and i just felt that pressure drop man so i just want to say thank you you know just to all of a sudden recognize that what's going on right now is just fine you know is a is a real gift and um anyway and i'm like one of those guys man i've been listening to your videos since you had short hair <laughs> so i'll shut up man i've i've i, I know what you're saying <laughs> Thanks, James. Always a pleasure to see you. Yes. I have to keep repeating that to myself. It's always a pleasure to see James. It's always a pleasure. Who's the next one? I'll stay as long as you want. If you want to stay, I'll stay. I don't care. I don't think I have anything pressing to do, except urinate maybe shortly. So go ahead. 10 for that. All right, David, you have another question from Facebook. No, it's also, from- Don't forget um, Senna. Senna has her hand up. I think oh. there was somebody from chat earlier who came in, um, somebody on the chat group. It's um, Samadhi writer. Um, and he's got a question. I think this will be the last one. So, uh, my name's John. I've been going to other 12-step programs other than AA for about five or six years. Before that started, I always had an inclination for spiritual practice. And when I started that 12-step program, I also started reading on uh, something called non-duality, which really resonated with me. So I started reading on that and doing the inquiry. Eventually, I found your videos, your book, and re got really interested in your way of delivering the message. My question is, I felt now for some months that um, I'm not that interested anymore in the 12-step program. And the way, Paul's your you share your message has brought me more and more clarity. So when does one know when the, that attending the 12-step meetings is enough? Is there a cutoff point where that 12-step program ends? I find both can't exist too much. Sometimes I feel guilty because the mental state tells me I should go back to the meetings, but hearing your videos um, hits home to me. So is there a cutoff point for the 12-step program? No. Right. 
but also <laughs> you can still go to AA and actually it's awesome and have no interest in it. Yeah. So and there's any way it's taken us. There's no rote way, but I found uh, there was a great statement in Zen, which is, I've outgrown Zen. Well, you can sort of seemingly leave AA without ever leaving it. Yeah? You understand? I'm not looking for anything in recovery anymore. Yeah? So I'm be, I, can be, I can be put to use because I'm not trying to put myself to use. So sometimes the best way to go to a recovery meeting is without any interest. You'll be used greatly. So, yeah, with losing interest in AA doesn't necessarily have to mean you're supposed to leave AA. <laughs> After 32 years, you go through a lot of different uh, feelings around the community of AA. Yeah, but I never leave. So there you go. But I, uh, yeah, I don't feel like there's any, this means that, or that means this. So, yeah. But it's, you know, everyone has their own, you know, they're just seeing it. If, if you really feel that way, take off for a while, and then when you go back, it, you may be clearer about things, yeah? But remember, AA never goes anywhere. It will always be available, and yeah. A lot of ways, whatever we do, gets put to great use through recovery. So, you know, when people go back out and it looks all terrible, it's quite helpful to other people that are in the program because they realize, geez, I thought that guy really had it or whatever. And so there's always value in everything. It's just how we see it. Yeah. The mental state is looking for a certain kind of value to be right to have vengeance, to be this and that. The wider panoramic view, let's say, of spirit uh, has a large spectrum of value, yeah? It sees success and failure and failure and success. It's very, uh, quite different, so. But thank, thanks to the questioner, I, there's no definitive answer and whatever answer happens will lead to something else anyway so he, he's just said thank you so that's great yeah. thank you and Mike, awesome. want... yes we have one last question uh from i believe your name is senna a yeah, a yeah thank you. you uh thanks paul i had one question i realized the the thinking the thinking is the one but the one also listening to the thinking is also the I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I'm, I feel like no, the one. There's listening to the, there's listening to the thinker, but the listening to the thinker or the thoughts gets claimed. And then there's, there's the manufacturing of a listener that does no listening. Yeah. So there's listening. But then there's that listening gets claimed and then another appearance of self gets manufactured. Now you're the listener of the selfing, let's say. But there was listening. There was an awareness, yeah? Yeah. 
Yeah. That which we're not doesn't see anything. Yeah. What we are is allowing all this to arise and all this to occur. Some yeah. of the thoughts come like with, with feelings or like I can see it and then I can see the feelings attached to it. And like, it's like, uh, will that ever go away? Like, but just seeing it is, is the thing, right? It's just, that's just what it is. A lot uh, of stuff's going to go away. The, all of it goes away because it came eventually. Yeah. yeah. Everything that comes is going away. So you don't have to be concerned about that. The head tells you it's not going to go away. And then there's a belief in that and you flip out. Yeah. yeah? Like the yeah. simple thing you can recognize most stock heads are if things are going really well, there's suspicious suspicion arises. When are they going to figure me out? I'm a fraud. Da, da, da. And then the exact same head. If something is bad, it says it's the beginning of a lifelong depression. So that's what you're working with. Yeah. It shortens, let's say, the, the, the joy and the good, and it elongates the perceived or the seemingly bad and contracting. Yeah. You don't want to live under that, uh, you know, orchestra leader. You don't. You don't. Yeah. 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 It's just slavery. So, no, the, the seeing will provide a lot of space for a lot of things to change and shit. Yeah. And most importantly, uh, the interest and attention getting moved around. You don't realize that your day is completely based on interest and attention in a lot of ways. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. And that interest and attention is being directed by the mental state quite a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not interested for long in a miracle, but it's very interested in a, in a resentment of 40 years. So you've got to see uh, it's a very directed spotlight. It's not a very, it's not like a lighthouse roaming around. It's very directed. Yeah. To reinforce the storyline. Yeah. I find it cunning. One of the big movements is you're going to lose interest in that and gain interest in others. That's not, that's that you're going to begin to lose interest. That never ends. Yeah. The losing of interest continues. And the gaining interest in others continues. You see, you begin to lose interest. It does. It doesn't say it's going to stop at any point. You begin, and then you keep losing interest, and then the meanings of things change. Yeah, you're in good hands, honey. I've watched you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're going to take yourself less and less seriously, and life lighter to travel through you're not special and unique yeah this 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 uh message works without whatever size of square you're in if it's two by four eight by twelve the whole thing, it doesn't matter this this message works yeah yeah all right, I think that's over, right? Yep. So, so maybe I'm going to say hello and goodbye and 
and then wish you a fond farewell, everybody. So let me see. See G. Nice to see you again, G. Dennis, thanks again for staying with us. Yeah, through thick and thin. James Lebowski, always appreciate you, James. Beatrice, especially when you're not around, very much so. Beatrice, Jen, uh, Senna, yeah, we'll see each other someday, Senna, around here. Ryan, nice to see you. David, as always, you're in Ireland, David? I am. Get out in that rain. There's John, nice to see you, John, again. Robert, Aridson, yeah. We got Jackie, no, Jacob, Jacob from Seattle, Mike Stacy from Madeira, California. We got uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Elroy, nice to see you, Phoenix. Mark, nice to see you, Mark. Chris, Malcolm, as always, I appreciate it. Therese, Daz, Carol, Samantha, uh, Somati Writer. Uh, yeah. The other anonymous, oh, here they are, more. Carl, nice to see you, Carl. Kristen, as always, Mike W, Mike O, Rob from Kentucky, Kurt, as always, with us, uh, a protege in the background. Helen, uh-huh. Mickey, nice to see you. Uh, Krista, nice to see you, Krista. Helen, as always. Uh, whoever else is there, hold on. That's it. Hey, thank you so much for, uh, this opportunity. Uh, there's Jimmy, Jeremy, Rob, Chris, Shaq, I think, Kate. We got, uh, what is this, Joe Dalton? I think it's Walter, but Joe Dalton, Mike Z, Chris, yeah. Oh, Vicky. Nice to see you, Vicky. George's wife. She's out of the void by herself. Jesus. That's scary. All right, Rob Fah, Jeremy. Pleasure, everybody. Thank you for this great opportunity. Uh, yeah, just thank you for this great opportunity. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Mike, you send us those details. I'm just gonna have, just do a quick breakout room, and uh, gonna. Okay. Thank you. See you later. Bye, Good to see you, Beatrice. Bye. Bye. See you Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Give cool. my love to Kaiser wherever he's at. Where's Kaiser? He's, uh, he's working. He's in LA. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? I'm gonna. Um. I'm just gonna. I've offered you to go into a breakout room, mate. I'm just gonna join you there. Um. Shaq is looking for a sponsor, so I'm gonna just go in there and have a chat with him. If anyone else is in the 12-step program and just wants to have a quick chat with him, that'd be great. I'm gonna forward send him on to another meeting. But if you could join me, that'd be great. And I'm gonna be going in there now. So it's. Uh, it's giving a lie on Zoom. Good to see you, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Mike. How you doing, mate? You okay? Good to see you. Yeah, we're doing well. We're doing is well. Prodigy, there is that your son or you? Oh, this is this is Ali. Hey, hey, Ali. 
Allie, oh, Allie's a girl. Oh, okay. Hey. And Allie's <laughs> always on. She's always on Paul, but she's she just came in the office today, so she's oh, always on. She's always on. Baseball cap in the background. So um, sincere apologies there, Allie. <laughs> well, I'm not offended. <laughs> I would be. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go into this room. I'm just going to go into this into this room. If you could, that'd be great. Anyone wants to come in? Um, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> um, there's a breakout room. I'm just going in the breakout room. Wait on. Okay. There you go. And I'm going to join. Okay. I'll see you in a bit. Okay, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> Hi, Walter. Joe Dalton. <laughs> Jacob, did you just come in? Oh, you're driving, huh? Never mind. <laughs> good to see you. Yeah, I'm driving, so uh, I, I might have to just kind of listen. Listen in if that's cool. I maybe I I missed what was going on. I heard something about a sponsor. Yeah, I missed what he said. I don't. I didn't hear. Ah. But did you just come in? No, no. I've been I've been here. Oh, okay. I've been. Yeah, I've been uh, just on headphones, just kind of listening in the whole way. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, there was some stuff tonight today that um there were some things today that there were good prompts um that had me had me out of self pretty deeply sorry All right, i'm gonna go ahead and mute because uh, i think maps is gonna keep telling us what's up <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's happening very very specific all right see okay How you doing, Robert? Yes, I'm good. Thanks. Cool. I don't know if we wait for them to come back. I'll wait a few. Yeah. I'm going to head off now. Okay. Bye. Yes, Mike. I'll speak yeah. to you later. Bye bye. I think I'm going to go, Jacob. I don't know if that will shut off the meeting or not. So you don't have to do anything. Bye. <laughs> Cheers.